This is the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is one of the best places on the internet for recruitment content. Of course, one of the reasons why I decided to partner with them is crucially, we share a common goal to help recruiters get better at their jobs. Hunted write about everything you can need in your career, from productivity hacks to helping your time management to TED Talks and reading lists. They offer in-depth insights into worldwide destinations and, of course, there's everyone's favorite recruitment wolf, Mr. Ed Hunter, who's not quite as scary in real life, but that is a story for another time. If you haven't yet checked out Hunted's content, you will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. Today I am in sunny Bristol and I'm, uh, you're both from Bristol, aren't you? Born and bred. Born and bred. And I'm joined by Jack Cole on my left and Tom Hurley, who's in front of me. Um, who are both the founders of a recruitment business called Method Resourcing. Hashtag follow the method. Hashtag follow the method. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining me, guys. Um, cool. Thanks for having us. Excited. To, uh, so as I was saying to you before, I haven't had, I haven't done this with uh, two other people for a while. We should bought some new kit. Yeah. This is exciting. Um, so obviously we are going to spend quite a bit of time talking about your journey so far in starting your own recruitment business. But where I always like to start is, how the hell did uh, both of you end up in the world of recruitment? Let's start there. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, in short, never had the intention of getting into recruitment. Um, wanted to be a police officer. Really? Um, yeah, originally wanted to be a police officer. Um, but basically didn't want to go in at like the age of 18 years old. Mm. Wanted to get a bit of life experience. So um, like most people ended up working in sales, doing door to door sales. Um, absolutely hated it for like the what first time. What did you sell it? Gas, electric, oh, wow. boiler cover. Door to door? Door to door. I mean, that's grim. Scotch and Southern Energy. Wow. Um, it, it was it was all character building. I mean, I was quite like a, a shy individual <laughs> at that time and I didn't think sales was going to work for me. Mm. But, um, you know, first six months, absolutely hated it. But then kind of got in a groove. Mm. started to enjoy it um, and then started to make some decent money um, I was made redundant which kind of fell at a really convenient time because I was actually looking to leave after about 18 months um, but you did door to door for 18 months yeah mate fair play mate that's a long old time that mate yeah yeah. That is a you... lot, that's, a, that's like a life sentence for door to door isn't it that is it is pretty much like, normally yeah. it's like because you end up in those like weird pyramid schemes don't you uh, yeah, I actually, well, yeah, I was, on, I was on the rare stuff. one where I actually had a basic salary oh, of really like £12,000 a year yeah but, Rolling in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> at 14, mate, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like that That definitely had gave you like a good ground in that? Yeah, it was, like it, was, what like, was to come? it was a good confidence boost, mm. knowing how to like just overcome objection. And actually ta taught me to be like an opportunist. Mm. Sounds like really strange, but like if it was raining, instead of sat in the, the, being sat in the car, mm. 
waiting like for it to, to like the rain to cool off i'll just stick myself out in the rain so i'm still on a doorstep people then go oh young like 17 year old yeah, lad yeah, he's yeah. getting wet let's bring him inside as soon as i was in the house then i'm in a position where i can then just have like a deeper conversation yeah nine times out of ten i then end up like actually just signing them up so yeah. um i think that like it was the early years of just being able to like you know be an opportunist yeah. and then like capitalize on it i think when you get into sales as well i think it's for me once you're in sales and you're at, you actually give it a good old crack i can never now be in a job where dave next to me does the same job and it's not sales and like we get paid the same but he's half arsing it and i'm doing do you know what i mean doing yeah, exactly. so like being able to actually like earn what you put in, I don't know. Once I experienced that, I was like, "There's no way I'm doing a job that isn't sales." Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, basically went from doing that, got made redundant, walked into Office Angels to get a sales job that they were advertising at the time, mm. uh, and then walked out with a job in recruitment. Sold you the dream. Yeah, pretty much. What about you, Tom? I actually got declined the job at Office Angels. Did I, you? Yeah, which is probably an embarrassing fact, but you know, it's part of my part of my uh, my recruitment journey. Journey, that's the one, yeah. I, I, I was like most, uh, I did a degree and uh, sports coaching, absolutely useless. Shock. Shock. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to go into teaching, the usual kind of stuff. Um, and actually my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, her uh, her flatmate's uh, boyfriend worked for Office Angels. And he said, why don't you go for an interview at Office Angels? So I rocked up in a pair of sandals. Sandals? Shorts and a t-shirt, like a, like a typical student. Oh, wow. And basically laughed at the... Um, Laughed at the room. Um, well, you literally walked in and was like, have pretty, you got any jobs? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Pretty much. So obviously I didn't get a job there. And then um, I interviewed with uh, Progressive mm. uh, in Bristol and G2. Mm. Uh, and yeah, started working for G2 14 years ago. But I'm assuming, obviously, what I know about them, you definitely got, didn't go then in sandals. Absolutely not. Yeah, you would have got laughed at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, for both of you then, what, what was your perception of recruitment? at that point out of interest or was interested in that i didn't really i didn't really have one like really? no because i think like like you i suppose when you hear about recruitment initially it's sort of about like money and fast cars and all that kind of stuff but yeah. at that particular time for me it was just i just needed a job mm. um and like it was the first job i got offered and it wasn't until i actually got into the industry that i started to really understand what it was about mm. uh, and how difficult it was but obviously the the rewards you can get from it okay did you have a what was your perception uh to be fair the guys at office angels were like really good at just like setting the boundaries and the expectation of what the role was all about Fair enough. um because i initially gone in for something completely different yeah. so um it was like a real education piece and i actually was like yeah i like the manager yeah i bought into him mm. um and like the way he just sold it to me i was like yeah just mm. just makes sense to, to go in and do that um i like the fact that it was you know really sales focused and mm. it wasn't kind of like the administrative HR side of things, which sometimes like recruitment can get perceived. Yeah. As yeah. Being. So how long have you both been in recruitment now since then? Uh, it's my 14th year. 14th year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine years now. Yeah. Nine years. Long old time. That, that It's a long old time. Yeah. It's a long yeah. old time. So I guess what, what I always like to talk to people about, cause it, it definitely is one of the most challenging parts of getting into recruitment is your first 12 months. So just to set the scene, was did you go into a perm or con like? Um, so yeah, I was, was like, like, if temps? we're talking like Office Angels, it was like yeah. perm. Um, was it perm? Yeah. Perm. What about you, Tom? Was it contract perm? Yeah, I did perm for eighteen months and oh, then okay. flipped over to contract for what eleven, yeah, yeah, eleven yeah. and a half years. Cast back to your first year, then talk to a bit about that. Was it challenging for either of you? How how was the first twelve months? I tell you, what, it was like a completely different type of recruitment to what we obviously do now. Mm. Um, but like, I think there's some like, really good lessons there because like office angels, you're recruiting for office managers, secretaries, PAs, customer mm. service, sales. You had yeah. so many different 
um, I guess like verticals that you're trying to recruit yeah. for. It taught you how to like recruit like really quickly across mm. all those different areas. But what it didn't give you is then like the candidate relationship yeah, or the, the candidate management um, because you could never use that candidate really more than say like twice. Yeah. Um, so um, what it taught me was just like, you know, working a job with that pace, with that mm. urgency and hopefully then kind of- How did you do billions wise? Do you know, was it all right? Uh, I'd done 150 grand in my first year, not bad, um, is it? which isn't bad, but it was a fairly warm desk in Bristol, which mm. had been worked by like, you know, a million consultants previously. So it was a good candidate pool, good client pool. Um, yeah, it, it was it was more of a case of like, just like putting the placements into the businesses already there. Mm. So it wasn't really kind of like proper recruitment. Mm. I'd say that like the time I actually become like a proper recruiter is when I actually joined Opus, which was like 18 months later. Fair enough. What about you, Tom, mate? How, how were your first time? Uh, it was tough, like was really it? tough. Yeah. So so I walked into G2, I think it's like the fourth or fifth member. Oh, wow. So you're walking into an office, right? You've got James Gorf and Simon Gillings, who are probably some of the top billers Esther and Progressive have ever seen. Mm. Um Charlie Walker doing half a million quid a year wow. on contracts. It's a, it's a pretty daunting thing, but mm. um, tough, but like I learned a hell of a lot. Really? A hell of a lot, yeah. Um, what, what was challenging about that first year then? What, if just you were think to like, think you just go through, you go through like real emotions, don't you? Like, yeah. you know, you can have like a real high and a real low. It can change by the hour. Mm. Um, I think what I learned though is is ultimately like you've got to be super positive. Yeah. Like hard work for me was, was the thing that got me through my first year. Really? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Work ethic. I just figured, yeah, like, you know, it's quite old school, but I think if you were to, I, I, back in my early years, if, if I used to think if I worked harder than the person to the right or to the left of me, yeah. I'd put myself in a position to potentially give myself more opportunities, mm. um, which has probably changed a little bit now. But I think for me, that was, that was, that was how I kind of attacked my first year. Um, then just around that, just quickly, just because I think a lot of people listening, maybe around that part. And I think I always get messages around people saying like, oh, how can I get better at managing those? Yeah. Bet, but good times, bad times. I'm sure, obviously, now you have your own business, yeah, even more so. But absolutely, anything that you got better at in that first year. Um, or? I think, like, it, if you're having tough times and you're 30, you just got to talk to people. Yeah, because everyone goes through it. There's no, I've not met anyone in my 14 years in recruitment that have gone, yeah, it's been a blast for 14 years. I've never mm. had a low. I've never found it difficult. So I think you've got to talk to the people around you. Yeah, you know, seek advice. And I think in hindsight now like don't be too hard on yourself in the first 12 months yeah because you think it's the worst thing in the world if you don't pull a job or you don't mm, you know that's true hit your target or whatever it may be but actually it's not and if you just break things down like i used to obsess around metrics really? you know you know for some people you know metrics aren't in recruitment but i'm a big believer that they are but for me that was a big thing i used to what well, so you, you really worked out what you had to do on a daily basis yeah, to absolutely yeah X. well i think because when you first start out and your first to three, three to six months, if you're if, if all you're purely thinking about is right, deal, 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 yeah. you're gonna get disheartened very, very quickly. I used yeah. to try and think, and I used to get my guys and Jack, this is exactly the same. My trainees is to think about right, what's the activity I need to do in order to get to that point yeah, where okay, I yeah. get my first interview or for, pull my first job to to then ultimately yeah. get to your first place. And they're just, and they're just as good wins to celebrate. Absolutely, and, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, you got to celebrate the small wins, otherwise you're your brain, you know, totally combust, don't you? Being, being around those big billers then early yeah. on, how much do you learn? How much do you think they impacted you in those first um, months? A, like a lot. Really? But they were also different. Really? That's all very, very different. Yeah, all very, very different. And I think, I'm sure Jack would agree, over the years, you've, you're you surrounded by different, like big billers that have all got different backgrounds. Yeah. Some have done masters at uh, Oxford, some have, yeah. you know. And then the different approaches. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think if you can take a little bit from each one of those and kind of, you know, 
people recruit in different ways, but yeah. they have equal, equal yeah. I think it's like, yeah, be a sponge, think what, look at what they're doing, and then sort of take what you like yeah. and, and put your own spin on things. But I think that, that's really good advice. Like, if you're listening right now and you are struggling, it's like, one, are you speaking to anyone around you? It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to just say, look, I'm struggling with this, blah, blah, blah. Can you help? Absolutely, yeah. And also, who are you learning from as well in those yeah. first 12 months? Um, okay. So just to set the scene then, Jack, for you, so you worked, got obviously your ground in the Office Angels, started there. Yeah. And you worked at Opus for how long? Uh, nearly six years Opus. Six years. And obviously, they, they, was there HQ in Bristol? Because like, that's like uh, a... Yeah, it's an original... Like, it's like a Bristol... Yeah, Bristol like, it's a quite renowned brand in Bristol, isn't it? Um, so six years... Yeah. And then left there. And then joined. And then started Method. Started Method, yeah. yeah. And then Tom, just for everyone listening, so joined G2 quite early on. Yeah. Because so what I, are they now? They're huge. Yeah, G2V, yeah. They're, they're absolutely and massive. And was like their fourth, fifth yeah. hire. Well, I, I, was a fourth, I was a fourth hire at G2 or the, or the fifth hire. And then um, Charlie Walker set up Vivid, which was an offshoot of G2, which okay. was part of the G2V group. And I went to London with him yeah. um, to help kind of scale and run that office in London for, was there for about Vivid nine or 10 years. Because Vivid went up against G2, didn't they? All the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's under the same group. But a lot of businesses will spin off businesses yeah. that... The that is of, mental that because yeah I've got a bit of context around G2 but um, I can't remember who it is that I met but their London office part of it is G2 and part of it is Vivid yeah and they're like direct competitors absolutely yeah that's yeah. mad well they're in they're in the same office block but in different rooms yeah um, and like, but I love it because you, you know you'd go up against like you'd go up against you know someone that you know and as long as it was healthy healthy competition yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes it, you know, it might so, so went to London bit, but helped him set yeah up. and then I was there for, I was there for 10 years so um, I was a GTV group top biller, as Vivid mm. top biller, and then found it quite difficult getting into management to start off with. Really? Um, yeah, like you tend to concentrate on yourself, don't you, when you yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first get into sales. So, um, there, so you ended up there 10, and then after that, you then set on method? Yeah, I moved, well, no, I moved back to Bristol with my wife and kids okay. and, and worked for Opus for two and a half years. I was a regional director there, like learned loads there, yeah. really great business. And then, yeah, the opportunities, you know, came to set up on my own. Uh, and Jack is a co-founder and yeah that was 18 months ago 18 months ago cool so let's just talk a bit about that sort of journey up to that point yeah Um, so just to help me out so both of you did you go down the typical like Billa senior consultant then you're managing a few people did you both do that yeah, so I joined um, like Opus as a trainee recruiter, even though yeah. I had like 18 months experience, yeah. but I'd never done like IT recruitment. And like my first six months were probably the hardest because I was trying to recruit in a way that I'd already yeah. done. And actually I kind of had to just like go in, reinvent myself completely from scratch again mm. um, and just kind of restart my, my re- recruitment career. So my first six months was actually like really tough, actually on like one placement. Really? Um, I still recall to this day, like my manager like six months pretty much on the dot um, said like you got to do like three deals a day pretty much and I literally said to him I was just like you know what I'll do that I actually then done three deals that day really done like eight or nine deals that month and then won a ski trip to Chamonix um, for like the last slot smashed it um, and then like you know never turned back yeah, yeah. from that so, so then but in terms of the like the progression it was like Started there, trainee, he, yeah. consultant, senior, principal, team lead, and then worked my way out to manager. We yeah. had like 32 people working for me. 32? Yeah. And then Tom, just to yeah, help really, the context. Really similar. Really? So I, yeah, so um, started off as a, as a recruiter and then worked myself up to, to team leader and sales manager. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, isn't it? I think like that progression, you can really identify what you're good at and what you're, what you're yeah, not yeah, good yeah, at yeah. As, the, as, the, as the sort of progression okay. goes. So quick one, definitely keen to sort of unwrap that. I think that there's so many things in there that you could probably give a lot of value 
around for people listening, just on that point, Jack, that you were just saying, I think if you think of, obviously, I'm sure you've experienced it now, like, what would your advice be to people that are listening that maybe have made a move recently or considering a move? Because you hear it all the time where I'm a recruiter, I have two years under my belt, I go into another recruitment business and I feel like I know how to do recruitment. So I think obviously you had to have some real humility there to be like, I had to reinvent yourself. Do you get what I mean? I think, what what did you sort of learn around that that I think a lot of people will go through that? I'm sure you may have experienced it now where you hire a recruiter and then be like, yeah, I know how to do recruitment. Do you Absolutely, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like, what, what did you learn? What How did you get better at that? Or how did you... At first, I was like a proud person. I didn't really? want to ask for the help because I was going in with a bit of experience mm. um, and I didn't want to ask for the help. But I soon realized that actually if I didn't, then like, I was, it was just, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so was it just that? It was like, hang on a minute. It was just a bit of a realisation that what, what I've been taught, what I haven't done isn't working. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a bit of like self-reflection really. really? Of like, um, like it's not working, ask for help. And then I just started asking for more help. Um, then started to identify like the areas where I'm doing really well in. Mm. But then like, it was just really, really minor tweaks and changes that then just opened my eyes up of just doing things slightly differently being a little bit more assertive with mm. certain things that I was doing. Um, and like, as a result, you know, deals then started yeah, to come yeah. through. Um, why didn't you, why didn't you quit in those six months? A lot of people might quit. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like, Tell the truth. I don't, don't like <laughs> losing to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm quite like self-critical of like, yeah. Um, not failing. Mm. Um, had a point to prove. Yeah, basically. Fair enough, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is that point, Jack? What, for my <laughs> <laughs> we're going a bit deep I would just check <laughs> um, okay then and then the markets you was in was it IT but tech or uh, what was the yeah, I, yeah for, well because we were quite small when I when I joined G2 I, I basically mocked up any perm job that was given to me really yeah so it was one day it would be like a mechanical engineer the next it would be something else mm. but it wasn't until I um, went into contract myself that I actually built my own built my own desk and, and did it properly really really yeah and then and then help me out, Jack. So then did you basically, the journey at Opus was you building up your own desk, basically? or Yeah, I mean, someone done it very briefly for a period of time. So um, I even though I was based in Bristol, I was recruiting in the London market. Yeah. Someone had done it for a very brief period of time. Um, done a right on it, but I kind of built, built it pretty much from scratch. Really? Yeah. So let's just talk a bit about that, that period of you. Obviously, I know you've had to do quite a bit of that at Method now, but I guess, again, one of the most sort of common things that, I get asked about is business development, winning a new business, these types of things. <coughs> so I guess you can talk about it now and how you approach it now. But I guess what what what's your been your experience or what your thoughts on how people should be approaching new business or the things that you've learned along the way that probably a lot of people fall short on. I think for me, when I, when I was at Oprah, certainly, um, and like I still kind of encourage people to do that. Like now, it's like first four weeks, you just want to bury yourself into speaking to as many candidates as you mm. can, contract and perm, because you need to know what a good contract CV looks like versus a good perm yeah, CV, yeah. so that if you're in a conversation with a manager, you're able to say, actually, the skill set you're looking for lends itself as a three, four hundred pound a day contractor yeah. versus, you know, the, the perm salary of 40 grand, for example. Mm. So, um, and then that way you can then obviously just, um, you know, build up what knowledge you've got in the market. I think knowledge is, is, is key at the end of the day. Like mm. if you've got knowledge, you've got power and then you can actually sell off the back of it. Mm. Um, the best recruiters I've ever worked with are those, the people that like know their market, like the back of their hand. Really? Yeah. Well, I think you, you've got, you've got like you fundamentally to build, a, if you want to be a big villa, you have to build a market. You have to know yeah. your market. Otherwise, you just spread yourself too thin. You're trying to do too many too many different things at once. Mm. Um, and ultimately, I, 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 that's my personal opinion. I just don't think that's scalable, really. 
What did you end up niching down? So I did, I did business intelligence and data warehousing initially. Really? Yeah. For, for about just my, really double down on that. Yeah. Just double. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until perhaps as I got a little bit more experience that, um, I mean, we were a classic contract builder. We would, I knew my BI market and debt rising market very well, but, you know, we would land and expand, excuse a cliche with a client. Yeah. Um, and, you know, network around the different hiring managers, get to know the hiring managers. So, you know, my contract but towards the end of my sort of tenure at Vivid was a real mixture of, you know, testers, devs, project managers. Mm. And it was, a lot of the business was relationship led. Really? And I think that's the thing that people need to do now. And, and if you're going to, again, build out a good market in businesses, you have to have key relationships mm. with key stakeholders. Mm. Um, and I think that's something we've developed massively since we set our method. It's not just about, it's about splitting your, your business development development between like your reactive and your proactive list, you know, your reactive quick wins, but also having, you know, forging long, long-term relationships with managers, attending events, running your own events, mm. um, and making sure you've got, you know, strong how, relationships. How, how do you, in your opinion, like how, how do you measure if you've got a good relationship with someone? Uh, that's a good, oh, that's right. a good that's question. A good know the names of their kids. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dead, yeah, yeah. Dead. Maybe not know the names, names mm. of the kids, but we were talking about this yesterday. I think, it's hard. To, maybe you can't measure it this way, but mm. I think when you're having um, unwork-related conversations yeah. before you get into work-related conversations, is a really good measure of how how that person actually knows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the best people that Jack and I've and I've worked with, you know, we'll go and meet him for a beer and have a chat about yeah. non-work mm. stuff for a good hour before we actually talk about mm. you know the nitty-gritty of. I think it's a good thing to think well, about. It depends. It? it depends how many how much business we've got. <laughs> it, it depends if you then get the Facebook friend request. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah, when you've entered yeah, like the yeah. next level. Yeah. Once you got two of them. <laughs> it's like obviously when you're thinking long term and stuff, it's like it's a good thing to think about. Right? Is this is this going on the right track? What yeah. am I keeping? Do, do you know what I mean? And and this is where like you've got to be smart when you when you mm. think about metrics and conversations and it's like totally. people are like oh I made a hundred calls today like that's that's not what we're referring to mm. like it's about having a good balance between quality conversations that are going to lead to hopefully yeah. like you know repeat yeah, yeah, business yeah. and and also about ident identifying you know is this is this something uh, you know what you don't want to do is is sort of piss off a manager or candidate mm. really really quickly when actually over time you can forge something that is you know more long term yeah. So did either of you... Sorry for, sorry for swearing. No, it's fine, mate. You can swear on, you can swear on him, mate. It's Good. not a problem. So um, can, did either of you want to become managers? Or was uh, it like because of you build well? I just wanted to be a director, mate, after about really? two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after two weeks? <laughs> I was just like, I want a promotion. <laughs> yeah, what, I, what I think that like, it's a maturity thing. I was like, I always wanted to be a manager because I assumed that that yeah. was a director because I assumed that that was the best job to yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, like, in reflection, like... You know, being a, a manager in recruitment, especially a bidding manager, like is fundamentally the hardest job Absolutely. that you can yeah. do. Like most recruiters I know are actually quite selfish individuals. Yeah, of course. Um, and like that, does, just because you're a good biller doesn't mean you're going to be a good manager. Yeah. And like I was a good biller, so I assumed I was going to be a good manager. And yeah. in actual fact, my first like year as a team lead, I was probably pretty crap. To be fair, why was um, you bad? Uh, because I was just like I'd hired like cardboard copies of myself and yeah, so you'd always that, want to and, 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 and assume that everyone would basically just follow suit to really? what i would do but actually that's not the way that management really works yeah. it wasn't until we actually had like proper leadership training mm. um that i actually then like sat back and realized crap like yeah. I, i've been doing this wrong for like such a long period of time mm. um and then like you know just changing a few things um like big the biggest one for me was actually like l learning how people learn 
okay. uh, like a learning styles questionnaire. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of then give you a ga- gave you a gauge of like how they people like to learn, and then like the output of that. That's was interesting. Then, like, so a big learning for you was actually yeah understanding how people best learn, and then that means you can deliver the training or whatever in, in the way that's going to best suit them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's interesting. Because how many people know the best way that they learn? I, I definitely don't. Have you done that questionnaire for your guys? Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone that we've yeah. hired, we've actually done the learning styles questionnaire. It's, really? like, it's like my thing now. Really? But yeah. Um, that, because like I, I saw like you know going from being like fairly average you know billings for my team to yeah. then like actually you know some pretty significant results off the back of it so mm. it's actually something that like I've just taken with really me. Tangible, yeah. It's great for picking markets as well because you've got some people that learn you know like to fail when they do things and they learn mm. that way or people that like to plan uh you know and putting someone on a contract or permanent market different personalities suit different markets yeah so it's a great way to understand how you can develop and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good way to like self-analysis uh, yourself as well like i'm a pragmatic mm. um uh, what's it pragmatic uh, looking at Tom mate, for help. Just you're looking at me, yeah. mate. You just told him learning styles. Alex, is Alex, just make Alex. up a word, quick. <laughs> oh, God, I, think, I, I think that's no. I think that's a really good. I think that's really good tangible advice. So I guess for you, Tom. Did you? So for you, did you again have the same sort of perception that if I was a manager, it means more yeah, money, guess, more responsibility. That's yeah, the I guess I so. Want. Yeah, I mean, as a young recruiter, you know, I think. My motivations initially was just about recognition. Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. definitely about, you know, having a good job title, mm. you know, earning as much money as you can. All the fickle stuff that actually now isn't that really important to me. Yeah, but yeah. as a young recruiter, so of course you wanted to be a team leader and a manager really quickly because I'm a team leader or a manager. But yeah, of course. like Jack said, I think that the thing I the thing I found the most difficult for me was just you have to be... I was quite a selfish recruiter initially in my early years and you have to think about the people and actually yeah. if you've got someone working for you, you've got to look after them, you've got to train them, you've got to mm. develop them and I think it's really important that, you know, if you're going through that process now, if anyone's listening, is that, you know, having two people um, working together with each other is a lot more effective if you're targeting clients than just one person that's, mm. you know, like a, you know, Level. tunnel vision, like, yeah, you know, mm. deals, 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 deals. How did you actually start changing that there? Well, like that, because that must have been a process. Uh, I had loads of people that, didn't want to work for me that left, you know, all that really? kind of stuff that you think, you know, I got to change what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of fanged my own way of doing things over time. I wasn't, I didn't have the fortunate uh, training that Jack did in terms of, you know, learning yeah, styles, yeah. questionnaires and stuff. It was the, you know, I wasn't retaining staff uh, as a, as a trainee, as a trainee manager. Mm. It was only when I actually started and reflecting, right, what am I doing? Why would, would I want to work for myself if I was a trainee? And then I started thinking, actually, no, I wouldn't. That's such a good question to yeah. ask yourself, isn't it? If you're Thank a manager, you. listen, yeah. I think that. <laughs> I've made that up there. That is a good question yeah. to ask, yeah. isn't it? The great, great, great thing that Opus done, they sent out um, like anonymous like surveys done by like other directors, other managers in the business, in the business of like what their perception was of me. Really? And then like, there was some good stuff in there. But there was like some like Bad. pretty big areas of improvement, <laughs> really, uh, and it was a so, it was a sobering thought. Oh, um, yeah. I got told I look like a geography teacher, so it wasn't as bad as that, mate. <laughs> but you still do. <laughs> History, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, it was, it was a bit of like a sobering thought of like actually, I'm nowhere near as good as uh, as like I think mm. I am. Like. Like the, I'm miles away from where I want to be, and like if I want to become a director, I need to change like all of these things about myself. So like, yeah, just like I guess like if you if you're running a business, maybe like that's a good thing to to do. Mm. Okay. So um, 
So obviously, Tom, you mentioned, obviously you was one of the top billers yeah. in that brand. Why do you think that is? Uh, why do I think that is? Uh, what was your best year? I, stu- I just stuck at it. What was your best year, firstly? Uh, about four, eight, nine. So, really? And that was, in, that was in UK IT. So I think if you look at some mm. of the international stuff now, I think, you know, in my opinion, that's where the, the big money is. Yeah. Um, and what, just, what year was that? That would have four, been eight, to, what are we now, 2019. So that would have probably been 2012, yeah. 2013. Mm. Um, but I think I just, I just stuck at it. Like, really? it sounds silly, but I didn't have any other options. Like, I did a, I did a university degree and it was a, it was an all right one. I had a good time at uni, but you know I wasn't going to go and work. Yeah, what's the PwC or be a doctor? Yeah, uh, I had a, you know <laughs> I could be a doctor, man. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know I didn't have a choice, and I was just and I you know and I had a po- I felt like I had a point to prove, so I just got on with it. And mm. I think like you know you've got to that was that was that was my thing. And I saw you went through a lot of lows, mm. you know, and suddenly you start seeing the money and it becomes more comfortable and you start learning the job and then it becomes second nature really. Mm. But what did you do? Was there many? So I think obviously what's interesting for you, mate, is obviously quite early on you got sort of exposure to some people that are obviously hitting some big numbers. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of the questions I I get or people send messages me uh, send messages to me is he should mum at the sort of two hundred mark or one fifty mark can't break the two hundred k mark. Yeah. Or two fifty. How can I? I want some advice on breaking that mark. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Was that quite um, in your sort of fall? Was quite normal to hit those sort of numbers? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that must be such so a factor. Those, those figures now, if you look at the GTV Group now, I mean, they're doing six, seven, eight, nine, nine hundred k. The the way my advice to those people is always bring on new business. Always bring on new always, business. Always, always bring on new. What's what's the stat? You like your stats, Jack, isn't it? Uh, you lose fourteen percent of your uh, book. There we go. Uh, year on year, unless you don't well, yeah, you, continue you, to, you've to got you just got to bring on new businesses mm. because you know you can you've got thirty five contractors. You're like, yeah, great job done. Mm. You know, get like forty fifty grand a month. Suddenly, you send your contractors go and you stop bringing your managers again. They're like, well, we're not hiring. You've just filled all of the positions you've got. So, mm. got to bring on, got to bring on new. So, business. did you experience a big jump then in billings, or was it was it a, a, quite a sort of uh, continuous? increase for that year or uh no it's just relatively no i no not it wasn't like there wasn't one thing that i in particular that really that i did that it was just a contra a contribution of just of just hard graft really mm. what about um, you joe what was your best year mate uh my best year was actually when i like set up method really yeah yeah that's, that's, um, that's all right from a standing start like that's impressive so what, what yeah. was the first year what did you do first year like pretty much since like my first full year in opus it's been a bit it's been between like 200 250 i've been pretty consistent so yeah. i've never done like the figures that tom's done but yeah. i was always a perm recruiter up until pretty much like doing some contract stuff with with method yeah um so yeah for like the last like seven ish well eight years really has been pretty much like 200 250 yeah, yeah. um i think best is about like 270 really so, have you done that method yeah that's not bad is it that's not too bad but that was contract and per yeah, so, yeah, yeah um and yeah. what, what have been some of the sort of learnings for you then mate in your experience and again i think the, obviously you say those numbers they're not quite big as tom but like consistently hitting those numbers that's that's decent do you know what i mean to consistently hit those types of numbers yeah what are some of the key things for you that you think have impacted that or contributed to that? I think it's just like the mix of like your activity around reactive and like proactive business. Mm. Um, and just like, not like just sat there thinking you've, you've made it because you've had one year done, done, you've done like 200 grand. Um, and you've got your accounts because like your accounts soon dry up. Things Mm. can change like the, you know, like the wind, like our top three clients from last year, not Not hired this year. That's really interesting. Not done a single placement with them. Now, if we just sat on that, like, 
Again, it's back so to your point, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so that's, that's about it was about three, probably about two hundred eighty k of our first year's GP. They none of them have hired this year. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and we're what we are eight months into the year. We do June to June, so. Yeah. I, like for me yeah, I that's just, really I just, interesting yeah i just always make sure I'm, I'm getting out at least like once or twice a month down to london meet as many candidates or yeah. clients as, as possible just make sure you've got a good mix of like reactive and proactive like business development um and, and just, just to clarify for people listening what what do you deem as reactive and proactive so reactive being like you've got an interview lead direct advert yeah. something you're chasing down that it like someone's hiring now yeah you're okay. kind of you're chasing your tail a little bit for that um proactive being um, you know, you know that they hire. You know they yeah. hire. You maps out your target clients. You maps yeah. out, yeah. and it's going to take you potentially three, six, twelve months, four years to get them a yeah, client. Yeah, yeah. You know, out of interest, Tom, because uh, again, quite a few people ask me this. Like, what did what did your day look like when you was bidding that sort of money, mate? Was it pretty militant? Yeah, yeah, talk, <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Talk, like, talk to me. What? Uh, still use, we still use it. Now. I still use. What, I, really? When I when I yeah, so when I sat in in that office on my own, literally with no clients, no candidates, an empty database, I went back to the same day plan I had when I started recruitment. What was the day plan, mate? Talk to me. Come oh on, god! Right. Come so on. I'd I'd get in in the morning and I would uh, call all my hot leads, all my managers, mm. uh, pre nine o'clock. Yeah. Of course, they're all arriving, having yeah, a coffee, yeah. looking at BBC Sport, having a chit chat. They go into meetings at nine, yeah. so I try and get all that done really early. Uh, I then do my reactive manager list, probably between uh, ten and eleven. So mm. that would be like a target client I'd want to get into. Mm. You know, messages on LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I, I lead gen. Um, hopefully, no candidates are listening. Uh, I lead gen them for for a couple of hours, mm. um, talking to candidates, my candidates that I know, what's going on in the market. Yeah. Um, then I would again go back to probably chasing those leads between ten and ten and one, have my lunch, and then I'd repeat in the afternoon. Really? Uh, yeah, which is pretty boring. But I, you know, I, for me again, it was just I, I like routine, and I think yeah, yeah. that's how I learned was some routine because I knew where I was against my target or what I was mm. what I was looking to achieve. Yeah, and you worked out that if you did that and you yeah. had X amount of conversation where it was going to be just That's just how I did it. I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but for me... No, but a lot of people are interested in how yeah. to structure their day and a lot of people don't yeah. structure their day. Because as a contract consultant, right, you know, you might not do... You might not pull your first job for three months. So yeah. how do you know if you're improving? You know, again, in my opinion, how do you know if you're improving in the first three months if, if you've got no way of measuring it? Mm. I, I, you know, I, I think it's very, very difficult to do. Mm. Um have both of you always wanted to start your own business? Um, not. It was only probably the the second half of my my the seven to fourteen years in recruitment where I wanted to. Yeah, really. I just having seen having seen other people that I thought I was as good at, as good as. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing it, I thought, yeah, it's, it's easy. Why, Why not? Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, make loads of money. Yeah, it's easy peasy, but it's not. What about you, Jack? <laughs> I think they're like you. Always like the idea of running your own business mm. because like when you're younger you just assume like if you run your own business you've got more money than everyone else yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just like a maturity thing again uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe because I grew up in peace down St. John but uh, yeah I think it was like when I become like a manager and then like I was, I was you know becoming much better like managing people people were buying into me mm. um, I was still billing billing good money um, and yeah it's just like you just want to do something for yourself sometimes, yeah. don't you? How did you two meet? Opus? Yeah. Or did you know each other? Oh, no, I met Opus, yeah. Really? Uh, so so I Tom's, got, Tom's got a good story about yeah, the first time we met. So I, when I moved back from, when I moved back from, I mean, you obviously you're, you, you're, you live in Eastbourne, but you yeah. live in London now. It's like, you know what it's like in London? You've got these like wicked pubs and restaurants yeah, around. Yeah. You go out for really nice drinks after work. Well, I joined Opus and their, their local was a, it was an Italian restaurant. 
And I'd only been there for a week, so I thought, I know, I'll go and meet everyone and, you know, yeah. get to know everyone, real make an effort. So I walked into this Italian at first. I was a bit of a snob. I thought, this, what, what is this place? Yeah. And these guys had all been on Lunch Club. So I'm at the bar, like, Norman No Mates, on my own, like, introducing myself to everyone. And then the big oaf, Jack, arrives, <laughs> bounds, comes bounding in, like, there's, like, the sea parts, and he comes flying through. Hugs me, gives me this big smooch on the cheek. He was like, all right, mate, I'm Jack, how are you? Yeah, lovely to meet you, mate. He was absolutely smashed. And yeah. I, love, I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, Who what have I done? <laughs> like, Who is this guy? Um, but, yeah, I guess, yeah, we've always just got on really well from then. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, and then did, did you ever, did he work on your team or did you work on his uh, team? Or yeah, like? so, yeah, so Jack worked for me for about a year. Really? And, uh, yeah, and... Um, we just, yeah, we always got on really well, like socialised outside of work. Probably like not as much as we didn't do now. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what was quite great about it is we 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 we, we work really well to each other because we're, we're quite different in the yeah. way we approach different things. Okay. Um, so then, where, is, so then did, did the conversation of you starting method also happen in the pub? Outside of restrictive covenant appearance, just to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to make that clear. No, it wasn't. Like I, uh, so I, I left. I left in May, and I was. I was chatting to different investors and yeah. a company in Bristol made me an offer to go and join them. But I thought, if I'm, never, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never yeah, going to do it. Ever, and yeah. I was like, right, who is the best person to come and join as a co-founder? And it was so big JC. So we met for, uh, met for some granola. I think Jack was on his, one of his healthy health kicks at that point <laughs> and a latte. And you sold and, them Yeah, the we talked about it. And then, yeah, we just, yeah, plotted it. And you're, so you're 18 months in. Yeah. So obviously, obviously happy to share that obviously you've been back to start that. Is that all cool to talk a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, so I guess, yeah. so 18 months in, first, just to help for everyone listening, first 12 months, you two. Yeah. And then? We uh, we had CC uh, who came and worked, we think we hired her in October as a resourcer. Yeah. Um, and then we hired a couple of other people that probably uh, no fault of her. Well, yeah, I suppose taking responsibility was we probably hired the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and now we're up to six up with to uh, six people, yeah, yeah. With, with two people joining in January. So Cool. So I guess let's just talk a bit about the first 12 months. That must, like, just you two. How, 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 how glad are you that you've done it with each other, if you get what I mean? Like, not just, just Tom on your own <laughs> or Jack on your own. How... <clears throat> Are you pl pleased that you did it? Absolutely. Yeah, really, definitely. You yeah, know what? yeah, like uh, there, there isn't anyone else I don't think I would have gone into business with. Yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> Those who can't see, we're hugging now. <laughs> um, but what I, do you think has been the benefits I, 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 of doing it together? I, I think for me, like I knew that I had some areas that I needed to work on, yeah. um, and I wanted to surround myself with some that kind of could give me those areas to to, to work on. Yeah. And, like Tom was that person. Like we worked really well together in Opus. Didn't get a chance to like work as closely together, but yeah. it's just a good opportunity to for you know selfishly for me to to kind of you know bridge, bridge a couple of gaps from mm. a skill set level. Um, and the fact that like we're pretty honest and like transparent with each other, we, we get on really well. Um, like Tom's a bit of a more of a fierce reflector. I'm a bit more of like where my heart and my sleeve and go for go for things. Mm. Um, but you know, in the end, we come to like good mutual agreements. Yeah, on like yeah. Pretty nice. much all decisions. Probably had like two or three lovers' tiffs in, yeah. the, in the eighteen months that we've been going. <laughs> I remember the first one literally. <laughs> Uh, like I stormed out of the office, went to, to a client meeting, and I saw Tom at a bus stop, and we just looked at each other and give each other a hug. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and that was it. I come off a you know, when you come off a holiday and you're like, right, what's going on? You know, yeah. and I could tell Jack was like, 
like, give me some space. It was like, no, what's going on here? What's going on there? Yeah. And in hindsight, it's exactly what I shouldn't have done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a week off and you've got all these ideas in your head, haven't you? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, barge yeah. in. And, well, uh, what have been some of the, again, thinking about what have been some of the benefits of you some starting with another person? Uh, just having a sounding board and just, yeah. um, I don't know, like, I can be quite hard on myself and so can Jack, mm. hard on himself. But actually, we, we kept things pretty light for the first year. I think it's because we did so well. Like, we had a phenomenal first year. Mm. Um, it couldn't have gone any better, really. So we didn't really have, until probably the end of our first year, anything negative to to to, mm. to deal with, really. So we, we had a pretty good first pretty year. So then, what, year, what did you yeah. turn over in the first year? Uh, we did one point two million in our first year. Yeah, yeah. not bad. That is not it? bad from a standard year. start. Yeah, and I I I'd been I'd been a hand hands on recruiter for about four years. Mm. Um, so literally picking up. The so phone, you was like back on the tools. Just weird. Yeah, it was weird. But before you know it. It's, I had an offer in our, and I had an offer in my uh, my second week at fourteen. Really, fourteen k fee, yeah, and the candidate didn't take it. I was Did bringing it? up Tom Jack. was convinced. He was just like, "Mate, call 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 this candidate." I was just like, "He's not going to take it." He was like, "He's going to take it." I was like, "He's not going to take it." <laughs> oh, mate, it was horrific. What? And he did or didn't? No, he didn't take it, mate. <laughs> Job wasn't right for him anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as we were talking about you starting to get and stuff like that, I think um, so. A couple of my clients actually um, start their own recruitment business, being backed by someone. I think anyone listening that is thinking about starting a recruitment business will definitely think about could I get someone involved? Because help someone obviously jumpstart this business or whatever. I guess from your experience, being backed to start your own recruitment business. Yes. Yeah. Firstly, what would you say have been the benefits of having that sort of relationship to kickstart things? It's, How's that? For, for, for me personally, I, I, I'll be really honest, I didn't want to lie in bed at night and you know know that I had my house on the line against yeah. against the business I was doing. So I just knew that wasn't good for me as a person. Yeah. Sort of the way I'm the way I'm wired and stuff. So I think if anyone's looking for an investor, like meet as many of them as you can. You yeah. don't need to, you know, you don't need to pick any of them, but I think you can get a lot of insight and, and pick someone that you get on with. Yeah, that was um, my next question. Like, what should, if people do get an investor, really what should they sort of think about? Yeah, I mean, most, I, I find most recruiters are quite cynical, aren't they? Because yeah. they're like, right, it's, you know, they're going to take, take my money. money. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, and they, they do as well. No, <laughs> but like, you, you've got to find someone that you trust. I think, mm. you know, meet them, meet them multiple times. I'd meet him socially. I'd meet him in a work environment. Yeah. I'd meet him formally, informally, which is which is what I did. And I think the, the back we've got has been they, they've committed to everything we've we've asked for. And I think again, I think you need to try and find that balance between a backer that wants to get involved but also leaves you to do your own yeah, your yeah. own sort thing. Of hands off, like sort of. you know, speak to our backer once a month, but yeah. we've made every decision ourselves. Mm, I think that's, the that's a bit part of the people are a bit worried about, aren't they? That they lose that. Yeah. What, do you, what have been some of the benefits for you, Jack, do you think? I think like the benefits, not for me personally, but, but like, just like yeah. as, as a, a company, it means that like we were able to grow a contract book pretty much like from day one. Yeah. Whereas like if you're, if you're solely your own money, yeah, you're probably yeah. not going to be in a position to bankroll a contract. Uh, um, and you know, some companies want 90 day payment terms. Like you're not going to pay a contractor for 90 no, days no. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, then yeah. get like, so the, the benefit of that is, is that you, you've got your contract book, which means that actually you can kind of scale quicker mm. so i think they're like that's that's probably one of the biggest yeah. benefits for us yeah. for sure well the money i had saved but i looked at doing it i mean that would have gone in about a month really two months oh yeah and why is that then what would you expect well, you know you've got you know again if you're doing contract business which you wanted to do okay, from day cool. one it's just it's just it's just cash flow yeah, 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 yeah. um <coughs> cost yourself back to as you said there then in the office just you two yeah yeah in the office no yeah. de- no one on the database no nothing no well, obviously you just spoke about your day plan, but 
Where the hell did you, where did you start? Uh, I can't, I, I tell you, I basically rang everyone I'd ever worked with yeah. uh, outside my restrictive covenants period. Uh, yeah. And I just said, listen, I've set up, um, I, I, you know, back me, you know, just, I went mm. down the whole, um, not sort of like feel sorry for me sort of thing, but you know, back an underdog, I was like back a startup, set up on my own, worked with you years ago. Mm. Uh, I, people I'd placed, people I'd worked with, anyone that I knew who had a relationship with me of some sort, I was just like, work with me. And we found that people like just, you know, got involved in our journey and bought into everything that we were trying to do. Really? Um, yeah. And it's been, it's been phenomenal, really. Like yeah. the relationships we've had. How do you? I was, I was like a rabbit in headlights because really? I joined like Tom like three weeks like after. Yeah. And he's there just smashing through the phone calls like, no, tomorrow. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> like honestly, I never I was like, forget. Fuck, really? He walked in like bolding in, like all right. And then go. in about an hour, he just went pale. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? Why did oh, you go like, pale? Like Tom, like for like the last part of like my career, at Opus, like I wasn't really kind of winning new business, um, and I was just like, oh. where the hell do I start here? Yeah, yeah. No candidates, no, no nothing. Like Tom, I literally got my LinkedIn uh, and just went through every single person on my LinkedIn uh, who I'd like worked with as a candidate, as a client previously and yeah. just like reached reached out to them and just let them know that like what was happening this basically doing, this what um, and um yeah just like you know told them the reasons why we were setting up what the like the objective is um people bought into the story and yeah um you know it, what we found is that actually a lot of people prefer to work with like a, a smaller business because mm. they feel like the business is that, that they're given to you is going to be looked after yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just having you know, another recruitment agency dealing with like yeah. just any other. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have a business plan? I thought like you being backed, that would have meant that you had no, to have more structure around that no. sort of stuff. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the investors I met were like, you know, like we didn't, don't necessarily need, everything goes out the window like super yeah. quickly. You really? can plan, yeah. You, I mean, you, I'm sure, again, I'm sure people disagree, but when you're if you're if you're generating business yourself right you some you follow your nose don't you yeah yeah, yeah. we came we especially came, early on yeah we came across a client um that jack had worked with who we did probably about 100k with who really we had no idea that that was like week three or week four hmm. uh we had no idea that we'd work with them so suddenly we started doing you know this certain type of work really really quickly so mm. well, i did we did like a year forecast of what we want to do in our first year yeah um which we absolutely smashed but I don't know. We yeah, we we didn't. So did you not know the sort of market that he was going to go for then? Yeah, we knew what. Yeah, all of yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, but around the, the around numbers. Was yeah. Pretty much. Tom's done like BI data stuff. Let's go after that. I've done testing. Yeah. Like let's just give ourselves the best chance of success and just go after the two markets where we've got the relationships, we've got the candidates, mm. we've got the networks, and go at it. Yeah. And like, let's see how well we do at it. Um, and really quickly we were starting to bring on some like decent business. Um, and it was almost like don't want to bite off too much more than what you can chew yeah. other their clients are going oh can you help us on this can you help us on this but like sometimes you've got to say no to, yeah. to business that's something you learn like, then. definitely yeah because sure. early on you're very prone to go yes 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 yes, yeah, yes you lose you lose your brand you lose your um like the quality of the work you're doing yeah like your brand dilutes really quickly yeah. and isn't a lot i've experienced this myself starting my own thing now and like for me obviously it was the first time i actually had to say no and it was yeah it's not like because when you work for someone, it's a bit more easier to say no. I I feel like, but saying no when it's your own business, like, well, it's a bit odd, isn't it? My, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's your decision, client. Though. Clients will respect you more though. For yeah, no, it. totally. Yeah. So, would you go back and do anything different? Do you think system work? Yeah, probably system work. <laughs> well, like we we you know because because we because uh, we got off off the ground so quickly. We make you know we're doing we're doing plenty of placements. Is we probably didn't 
register stuff like we should have done yeah. as quickly as we we should have, which we addressed probably about month sort of eight or nine. Mm. Um, but I probably I don't know. Like I I don't. Th- I think maybe like the way we like I know we spoke about it earlier. I think I was quite conscious when when we spoke to people. It's like the first thing to say to you: how many heads you got now, or how many yeah, hires yeah, you've got. Yeah. And I think perhaps we we just got drawn into that. Right, we've got to hire loads of people. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should have done that a slightly different way. But I don't, mm. would you have gone? Would you have done anything different, Jack? Do you think going back, starting? Uh, no, like I, th- I think like year one was like a really good year for us. Like, yeah. like the learning t- curve has like certainly been year two. Mm. Um, would we do things different? Yeah, we've had like a few learning curves. Like one of them being like don't hire purely based on ability. You got hire based on like culture fit mm. with a blend of an ability for sure. Yeah, but like if someone's like if there's a few red flags around like there like the culture fit like. Psst, don't, don't hire them it, yeah. um, so I yeah. think that's probably like so, one of the biggest like ones that we've learned from just to finalise that then if, if I'm listening right now and I'm uh, I'm like in those first three months starting on my own what would you say what, when you're people? hiring someone no no as in oh, like, right. so if I'm listening right now and yeah. I'm three months in to start my own recruitment yeah. business what, what are we saying to these people concentrate on getting your sales going yeah yeah, like we were for, I mean, I had three months off work, so I got all the website up and running. That was yeah. all done. The branding was all designed before yeah. we got going. But from day one, just about about sales. Because I think business. you can, yeah, you can, well, you don't have a business unless you're generating cash, do you? Yeah. You can have the best culture in the world. You can have all this great mm. stuff around it, you know, LinkedIn profile and stuff. But ultimately, if you've got no cash to go through your business, and also your stress levels are a lot lower when, you're, when you've got business coming in. Mm. So I think that's that, that would be my biggest piece of advice. I guess yeah. if like going from like a certain angle is like making sure you got your day plans like like Tom would say yeah. plan the night before so when you come in you know exactly what you're doing yeah. um, I'm a big believer on like mobile to mobile phone calls to hiring managers like mm. pre nine o'clock we used to have like nine before nine yeah. um, it's, it's all about just like setting the pace and the tone for the day mm. if you're having like four or five good conversations before nine o'clock like that wave of like positivity and energy that yeah. will just continue throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. If you get in and your like your pace and urgency is sit down, grab a coffee, scroll through the news articles, have a little flick through Facebook. Like you, you're not, you're never yeah, going to yeah, be like yeah, yeah. you're never going to be making start the days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's just having that intensity, and I just like I have that intensity like the entire day. I don't really like to have like any low moments. Yeah. Um, but then at least when I get home, I know that like, I've had a good day. You've had a good day. Um, we, do have, we do have fun, by the way, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but so like... Caveat, no, we do have fun. <laughs> so, so year one, it seems like it went pretty well then. Yeah. So, but but the, the, was the learning there then the hiring for your business? Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's like if, if anyone's... I'm sure lots of people have gone through it. But if anyone's doing it, it's really it's difficult because mm. you want to... Like we were very conscious of not creating... Um, a male orientated boiler house room Smash environment. We didn't, we didn't sausage want factory. that. Yeah, sausage, sausage factory. factory. So our, fir- our first hire, we made sure it was a girl. Yeah. We wanted to do that straight away to try and break break down any barriers. Um, you know, our our office now is is like an eclectic. We're like the recruitment version of the in betweeners. Like we always refer to ourselves. <laughs> like, we got real different backgrounds. Real different. Will. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> but we got like a real different. Like everyone's yeah. so different. And, and that's something you've consciously really hundred percent. Really. Yeah. And why yeah. have you done that? Because we we. We, we didn't want to, you see a lot of people saying we want to change, like change recruitment and stuff. We don't yeah. want to do it. We just make, want to make fundamentally the method and our approach to recruitment to be as slick as possible mm. to make sure if a client gives us a job, like we're done. But what we, what we did, were very, were very conscious of doing is making sure we didn't have 
uh, an environment where it was just full of blokes. So like loads of little toms. Loads yeah, of little exactly. We didn't we didn't want that. Um, and so, you know, it might take slightly longer, perhaps, to to build that environment. You might, you know, yeah. to kiss a few frogs, as, as they say. But it's for, for me for people, scalability. You've got to do that. Yeah, you've yeah. got to do that. Like people buy from different people at the end of yeah. the day. Like what works for, like for for me might not necessarily work for Rich or for Nicola. Mm. Um, I think you've got to have like a diverse, um, like I guess like number of employees yeah. because their approach to doing business development is going to be you know different from person to yeah. person. Um, and we've had like you know people that I've been trying to get in with years for years that um, you know those guys have come in got much less experience than me. But their just approach is a little bit softer, a little bit different. So actually, they, yeah. they've had the engagement that I have been mm. trying to get. So, so how, how have you how have you got better at for those? Because again, it is a real challenge. I hear about it all the time. Like how have the both of you got better at hiring? But obviously, you're always prone to not making the wrong hire. But what are some of the sort of non-negotiables now? Maybe that you look in people when you're considering yeah. them to join Method like, or you've, you've got you've got you've got to be able to enjoy that company. I think mm. especially in a small environment is that. You know, we've had scenarios recently where we've been, you know, we've met big billers that want to join us, but you know, quite frankly, they've they've not been quite right for us, and we've said no to them. Yeah, we've, we've actually opted to hire people that are, you know, far less experienced, but they're you know, people that we can enjoy mm. going out for a drink with, working with, have a laugh with, and stuff. And I think that's my biggest learn. It's like when you're spending ten hour, eleven hours a day with people. You've got to, you've got to enjoy that. Got to enjoy the company. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that like uh, my friend Dan Lewis, he basically worked with me at Opus, went to Australia and he set up um, like the Australian office and like and they like they went from like two people to now like hundred people over there in like four years. So, really? Like like I went to him, like asked him for advice because you know learned from that in the early years. Asked for advice because we we're essentially doing a couple of things wrong. He said your first ten people, mate. He was like, you've got to be able to take them for a pint. Like if you don't, if, if you can't go for a point with them, he's like, you don't hire them, no matter how good they are. Really? And I kind of took that on board and like, actually it's worked pretty well. Just like, even really? just like taking that simple approach. Like if you can't go for a point with them or mm. socialize with them, like don't ever hire them. Um, mm. and, and I think that will change like as you scale. Yeah, you yeah, of course. Like, but I think right now, I think that's get, a like, good. Many like subcultures, but yeah. certainly for like the first like 10 hires. Um, so it's your nucleus, isn't it? Like, if yeah. you really have a solid ten people that live and breathe what you're about and what you want it to be, then they got to buy. Like, you know, where are you know going back to like what makes a good manager and stuff is that what I want to work for me. Like, if you're hiring these people, they've got to, they've got to buy. Firstly, buy into method most importantly, but also buy into us and Jack as as founders of the business. So yeah. you've got to buy people that buy into you that you can enjoy. You know, both work, work and and like and social socialising with them as well. Mm. And then. What, what's been your again I know you we were talking about earlier but sort of your view on having a business is it something that you've both of you have known right it's just us two but we know we want it to be bigger than just us two do you know what I mean like yeah. has it always been something that you've wanted to grow and get people involved in yeah well we we, we always we refer to our the six now as, as the original six like really in an ideal situation you know in 10 years time the original six will still be here like yeah. that might not happen you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know anything could happen but, but this is a business that you want you want more people involved yeah, you want to grow it yeah. and has I, that always been the way or has that evolved in the last 18 months do you think I, I, like for me personally and I think Tom's on the same wavelength yeah. it's like I don't want it to be like a two three hundred pound yeah, yeah, two yeah. three hundred person business yeah. um, no. I, I'd rather have it as like a 20, 25, maybe 30, but like everyone's performing at like the yeah, highest yeah, level. Yeah. Um, and like when I joined Opus, we were like small, 
like 30, 40 people. Mm. Everyone was pretty much that and they were the most enjoyable years for me. Really? And like, I just wanted yeah. to kind of maybe like recreate that but without scaling it beyond yeah. that. Mm. But like, who, who knows? You know, mm. it's easy to say that and then next thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you... um? Do you feel like you've got a grasp of what, like, your culture? I was talking about this the other day. Like, do, do you know what I mean? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Everyone talks about culture, but do you do you I, feel like you have a cult? You've built. I think or I, I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we've got the finished article yet at all. But yeah. like, you know, I don't think you ever can, can you? Yeah. Like, I think culture, like, culture evolves, isn't it? I think we mm. definitely got, like, we definitely now with the with the original six. You know, they, they weren't the original six, but they're the six people that we've got who I believe that we're going to build the business on. Yeah. We've got a wicked, wicked culture there. Yeah. They buy a into wicked culture. They buy into us. Let's face it, they're not buying into like this office. But it's like the spit and sawdust of a, of a startup. Like, yeah. We didn't want someone to join yeah. us for the reason because we've got a nice swanky office. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, cause it's, it, it's interesting. We had, we had an opportunity to do that, but we made the conscious decision to stay where we are because we wanted people to come in and, and look around and be it. like, wow, this isn't the great greatest, but like I, this, this person joining method, I can become a good recruiter. Yeah. And that's fundamentally for us is that, you know, if you join if people work for us, we can teach you to be a good recruiter. Mm. You know, we might not have, you know, a ping pong table or a, or a dog or well, we have a robotic dog, but um, <laughs> you know, we might not have that at the moment, but you know, we will teach you to be a good recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. And if, obviously if, if you've got people you bought into you guys and all that, then that's a, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So last 18 months then, I mean, we were speaking about downs and stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the challenges. It's been pretty positive. Had a good first year. Let's talk about, because it's not all roses, is it? No. What, what, what's been some of the biggest challenges for the both of you since starting this business? Um, Tom going on holiday and leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, you ha- have, you, have you had much, much holiday? I've worked less hours working and running method than I've ever worked. Less? Really? Yeah. Just because when you're in, like, you're effective, aren't you? Mm. Oh, I, I, I'm how, yeah, but how now. how com- either of you, if you both been yeah. on holiday, like how comfortable was you not being in the business every day? Do you know what I mean? How's that? Oh, I was amazing, mate. I was lying by a pool in uh, Portugal for two weeks. I find but did it you hard. Find it, did I, you I, find I, it difficult? Though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you, of course you're on your phones and stuff. Yeah. but I, I think, find it hard to switch off. Tom's yeah. like Jack put down your phone yeah. go on holiday enjoy yeah. it yeah. I'm like yeah but how's that deal come in yeah <laughs> but, I yeah. think like you know you've got, tr- you got to trust your like yeah. you trust each other and stuff yeah. I think for me the, the hardest the hardest thing I've found is, is hiring getting it right retaining yeah. your staff yeah um, making sure everyone's happy I think for me on a personal level it's you know you look at your, your sales board you've not got deals on there yeah you need to put deals on there. You need to make sure you're training your your new starters. You need to make sure they're buying into method. You've then got to write your L and D program. You know, you've it's got a, lot, a lot of hats. Yeah, yeah. And I think as the as we move into our second year, the responsibility is then on Jack and I to make sure we're carving our roles out in the yeah, right yeah, way yeah. to make yeah. sure right. Well, he. But you've both had to be really willing to do different things. Yeah, but you're got, aware that that's yeah, gonna just got to do yeah. what you've got to do what you need to do to start. The good thing about me and Tom is like Tom knows like my strengths and my weaknesses and and vice versa, and we can kind of work off of that. I think the like thing that sometimes we're a bit privy to, in which we're still like on a, on a learning curve, is like we're a bit too face down sometimes with just worrying yeah. about doing a deal, getting some money on the board. Actually, sometimes you need to lift your head up and think, okay, what is like the wider strategy, yeah. the, the wider picture yeah. here um, that we're trying to achieve? Like the, the rest will look after itself Yeah, it, it, because you've got to trust the, the employees to, yeah. to, 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 to do the, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. activity whilst me and Tom can focus on some of the other stuff. Mm. So that's a learning curve that, you know, we're going yeah. through at the moment. But, and then again, just, just, I know also we were talking about this, um, 
before the podcast, Tom, but I think just for people listening who are early on, right? Like, you obviously you were talking about you've got you're like quite grateful that you've got quite a good network of people that you can lean yeah. on and have a bit of a sounding board. Like, how valuable has that been? Do you think like having people that have sort of yeah, walked the... I, 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 I like it's really like recruiters. You can be your friend friends with other recruiters. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? Like, there's this misconception that oh yeah, he's he's a recruiter. I can't he's talk take to money him. out of your pocket. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Thing, yeah. Like. You, there are lots of startups in Bristol that you know we we know of, of people that we've spoken to, um, like people from G2 and Vivid that have opened their own companies and run their own offices. Like mm. we, everyone speaks to each other. It might be a simple call of like, I'm thinking of hiring this mm. person. Is it a good idea? You give them a five minute overview of what the situation yeah. is, and they just give you their. So I think anyone listening, like, like be willing to sort of reach out to people. Like absolutely, you'd be surprised yeah. how many people we're willing to yeah, help. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we, as Jack said earlier, like everyone, we find that everyone wants to support a startup and mm. like help you with your journey, whether it's, you know, branding or whether it's reaching out to like an old trainer that, you know, used to deal with eight, you know, I'd speak to Hannah about you before yeah, yeah. I'd even spoken to you and all that kind of stuff. Everyone wants to help you out. Yeah. How, um, talking about a bit about challenges and things like that, how has, since having your own business, how has it impacted your personal relationships? Because um, you both have I'm, partners in recruitment, which I think... Oh, mental. mate, yeah. <laughs> so like, how, has it, has it impacted your personal relationships? PSL recently. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's uh, true. Like, how, how, yeah. Like, our relationships, like, outside well, the that, world, or, or also, like, just your personal relationships, your mates, your girlfriends, wife, whatever, like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, there are things that people don't, don't really think about. We don't leave each other alone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's, like, it's like Friday, like, oh, what are you doing tonight, mate? Do you want to come, <laughs> yeah. come around for a takeaway? It's a bit sad, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, oh God, it sounds really cliche. I, ge- I genuinely, yeah. like, on my kid's life, I'm at my happiest now okay. than I've ever been in, in the industry because, really? like, we're in control of what we're doing. Mm. Like, previous companies, you know, billing more money and making more money, but you're at the mercy of other people. Yeah, yeah. You can't, con- you know, someone can come in one day and go, right, we're doing this, we're changing yeah, yeah. that. And you're like, well, hang on a second. We're on the shop floor. Yeah. We're, we're marshalling the troops, mm. you know. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, and I think we are we're in control of that. And for for me personally, the way I'm wired, that is super like super that. important. Yeah. Um, so, how, but then, but then, in terms of your obviously, you have a young family. So, like, how's that been in terms of running the business? Well, it's like you know, you message Jack and say, "I'm going to be in at nine o'clock, mate. I need to drop the you know, yeah. drop Harry to school or whatever." It's like, yeah, no worries. Or because mm. ultimately, like, if you you know, it's, it's the old saying is it's like you put into it what you get out of it. Yeah. It's, that is exactly it. If like mm. we're if we're not representing method as the way we want to represent it, then our staff aren't going to do it. Mm. Um, you know, if if they need if they need to go and do things, we let them do it. Mm. Um, you know, it's I wouldn't say we're promoting four day weeks or, or that kind of stuff, <laughs> but on the moment anyway. But like, you know, we like, we Jack and I listen to Simon Sinek quite a lot, and he's always yeah, like yeah. autonomy, purpose, and mastery are the, the three biggest motivators for people. And if we can give people autonomy to and trust them. To, to master something mm. and they've got a purpose of why they're here then mm. hopefully they'll buy into that which makes our life a lot easier really what about um, you Jan because I think the reason why I ask is because like again there'll be recruiters listening thinking about starting their own business and typically the things that they may not think about is the relationship with their yeah. partner and how that's going to be and stuff like that do you know what yeah. I mean or like, I don't know I just thought if uh yeah, I what's mean, been like, your I, I used to work like every hour underneath the sun. And it really? used to stress me out um, I, I generally work less hours than I've ever done before mm. we've got a gym that's next door Go to the gym at lunchtime, yeah. just like clears my mind. It's actually where I do the best thinking is actually really? in the gym at lunch. I then come back, just refresh, revise, and then go again. It's like just uh, just dividing up your day a little mm. bit. Um, and yeah, 
but we've been we've been quite fortunate so far like it, i think as we get bigger i always find as a manager when your team gets bigger you've got more things to think about sure. we've had relatively small teams at the moment so yeah, yeah yeah there's business to think about but i think as we get bigger and we start trying to scale it i think that's where it becomes there's more to think about then isn't there mm. there's more like plates to spin and mm. anything and then to sort of finalize this i guess anything that you guys do now on a weekly or just just now is quite habitual to you to help you get through the tough times and obviously because now it's on your both of your shoulders isn't it if, if anything goes wrong yeah. and, like anything that you do that it's a good pub across the road penny <laughs> really <laughs> i'm making chips yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i think it's just really important about like how you set yourself up for the week so always have like a, a monday morning meeting yeah. first thing like find out what business is, is going on we can like mm. deconstruct that like the things that are about to happen for for the week um and like i think it's really important just about like the setup for the week we have a catch up on a Wednesday to see how the week's going and a catch up on a Friday mm. um, so that we can then plan you know, ahead. So I think I, that's like, I have, I don't know what, there's one, there's one thing actually, it's like, which I wasn't very good at. It's like, a, like talk about like having a business plan. Like we now have a, um, a long-term BD plan, which is the RTTS stuff that Jack's yeah, doing. Nice. Like that's, that's going to hopefully soundproof our business in six to 12 months time. It's a long-term business development plan where we're holding these big events that Jack's running. Yeah. That's hopefully going to cement those big term relationships. And yeah. I think, that's something that, for me, I think is certainly will soundproof the business moving forward. Mm. Um, so, obviously, both you've been in recruitment for a while. As, as we finish this, then where where do you see recruitment going? Where where is this all going? Do you think? Like for me, like recruitment's changed a lot since like yeah. I've gotten it, especially on the technical recruitment side. Roles have become a lot more technical. Recruiters need to become a lot more technical. Yeah. Um, I think if you need to survive to be a good recruiter, if you're doing IT recruitment more specifically you need to really understand like the discipline that you're operating within yeah so like one thing that like as tom just like started to touch upon is like we had an objective of setting up with method of like being a recruitment business but investing into like the technical communities that we're operating in mm. um there's already a ton of like meetups already happening so yeah. like let's not copy what other people are already doing um but i identified there was a bit of like a, a spot in the market to create a roundtable event specifically mm. engineered for kind of like thought leaders and innovators in my testing space yeah um in a roundtable format um started to bounce the idea off a couple of people that i really re respect and trust um in the market um they were like love the idea of that like I've been to a couple of things similar, but like nothing the way that you described it. Yeah, sure. So we went ahead with that, done the first one. Um, two weeks ago, partnered with uh, Justy on it, which is, you know, one of our clients. And um, yeah, it was a great event. Yeah. Um, it wasn't your traditional presentation. One person yeah, talking for stuff, two hours. Yeah. Uh, we broke people down. So if you don't just like living and breathing your market, you have to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, like as Tom said, like long-term, like, business strategy is, is to use that as like you're part of your longer term proactive yeah. business development but yeah like to anyone just know your market um like in terms of like your candidates know your clients mm. know your tech um and then that will then give you like the competitive advantage or yeah least. the competitive advantage and, and like the respect of like yeah. the people that you're speaking with as well mm. what about you tom where do you see recruitment going mate you've been in the game for a while oh it's a tough one isn't it about, yeah. um uh, yeah, like Jack said, it's definitely it's definitely changed. I mm. think there's m way more tech around than there's ever been. Yeah, and I think choosing the right like tech platforms to work with or partner with is super important. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately for me, like, and I'm a bit of a dinosaur with this sorts of thing, is you've got like you've got to embrace all that new stuff. You have to do it, otherwise yeah. you're going to get left behind. But for me, it's like relationships are just 
Like, Still, they're always fun- going to be Fundamentally, important. like, yeah. if you've got a good relationship with someone, you can have, uh, everything can change and you, you evolve and you change what you're doing. But if you've got a good relationship with someone, I think for me, that's the most important thing. Mm. What have been some of the, just on that note, I remember quite a few people asking me this, what's been some of the, uh, as you said, there's so much tech right now, what's been yeah. some of the sort of best tech that you've implemented in your business that had quite a good impact? Uh, it's got LinkedIn, I'd have thought. Like, really? Yeah, we, we, we've got two LinkedIn recruiter licenses, which for a startup is a, you know, we're investing a lot of money in that, but yeah. we get a lot of our candidates from from, from LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but it's things like candidate ID and, and various other bits and bobs. We've used Sourcebreaker as well, which is which is wicked. Yeah. Um, and what, we, what we've got is, is um, you know, we run a, um, every quarter, the guys get to, we, we invest a percentage of our profit back into L&D and training. Yeah. So if the guys want a certain level, a certain piece of technology, mm. and we can yeah, use that money to that. invest and to bring it in. So why did you decide to, because I think that's such a good idea when you tell me about this. So 1% of your profits yeah. towards it's investing just, in the people. Yeah, I just, I guess like I, we, we wanted to hire people that are good at recruitment. So yeah. we want people that are trained well, that have access to the best tech, like within reason. Like yeah. We're not going to go bankrupt to do it. So we, we had the idea of, well, every quarter, if you can invest a percentage of your GP into the revenue that the guys create, they then go away and choose who they want to bring in yeah. and for, the, for, for for whatever reason it may be. That, that's why you're here. Like the yeah. guys noticed you on LinkedIn, Jack re- reached out to you. We all sat down and talked about, right, what do we want to spend that money on? And obviously it was you. So yeah. well done, mate. <laughs> you work, mate. So no, I think that's a great thing. Though. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how many, many, I yeah. don't know how many people I've I don't think many startups do it. Do it. Mm. Might be wrong, but As we finish then, what are you guys, uh, before I ask you the last question, what, what are you guys excited, excited about that you want to shout about? What's going on in the uh, method world? Um, well, we started talking about it a little bit with like the RTTS, like the roundtable event. Yeah. Like, it was it was such a good, like success with the first one. Um, we're going to be running that every three months, so there's yeah. some continuity between like the the meetups that are happening. Um, people actually wanted it to be happening on a, on a monthly basis. Yeah, the fact is, like it just absorbs too much of your time to do it on a monthly basis. But you know, is it is a good additional bolt on to the services that we're already offering. Yeah. Um, and then we've re- replicated that event for engineering leaders um, and now data engineering leaders. Nice. So I think for like us is like a, again, like that medium to long-term business development strategy is definitely kind of doing that. Um, and like, I think it's just more about like, we've got a really strong team that are relatively junior at the moment, but like there's, there's some good You're promise excited about them, yeah. um, So what I'm excited about is like getting every single one of them and like, not not just building like a career but like a career where they'll become like a future director in the business mm. um where they can then start to build their own teams and then we can then me and tom can retire and <laughs> <laughs> we're, also, we're, also, we're also moving into a new office next week which like for me is something i'm super proud That's of big like, milestone this has been this has been amazing here and like you know i like the the, the story of starting off in a yeah. you know God, our backers are going to get annoyed by saying it's a shit office but <laughs> in a smaller office you know where yeah. there's nothing great about it so we're moving into a really like, beautiful office in clifton um mm. next next thursday hopefully that's a big commitment uh, right actually, yeah we're you know about that. we've got yeah we, we've gone we've gone you know balls balls out, out. Really. <laughs> and but I, but I guess it gives us the ability to scale which is a sign that like we don't you know we don't want just a little small team yeah. we want to because again size. i think being in the environment where you feel like you can't scale it definitely impacts your decision making yeah on of course it, do you know what i mean yeah of course so if you're making that investment you're like you know what there's we can definitely scale and grow in this size business then that's so gonna... like the point you made there is an investment like it's it's yeah. not it's not for our ego it's 
an investment back into the business. So we're investing mm. money for money for L and D for training for the guys, yeah. and we're investing in an office so we can give the guys a better environment to work in, mm. and and also an opportunity to hire more people. So, so you're going to get an exactly office dog? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But like for, for the, for the <laughs> right, we, we might do, we might do. <laughs> but for, for like the team, like they all like if if they see that we're moving into a new office, that they yeah, see part, that like, part of that journey. Yeah, part of that journey. They they know that actually things are like we're not just full of hot air. We're not just promising yeah, yeah, things yeah. that they're never we're delivering against. It's mm. like we're promising things, we're delivering against it. They'll then buy into us even more, and hopefully, you know, yeah, they'll do more deals um, in return. More deals, please. Yeah. Final question before we finish, Go mate. On. All right, so. Basically, you can answer this question with a phrase, a sentence, but the question is, if you can, uh, if you could communicate to every single recruit out there, they take on your advice, they'd implement it. I know, what, I know what I'm going to say. I don't know if it's the right thing or not. No, nah, mate, you got to be honest. What, right. what would you say, Jack? I know what you're going to say. So what say would you that say, question Jack? again. So if you could, if you could communicate to every single recruit out there and they'd listen to Jack, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement it tomorrow. What, what, <laughs> what comes to mind? Phrase, a sentence. What would you say to these people? Like for them to like build a successful career, basically. What do you mean? <laughs> what? Well, what do you mean? It's not, it's not a complicated question, mate. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Go on then, Tom. You start. My one phrase. This, I, this might go down badly. Go on. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah. Like, for, for, I was going to say that, like, in a few more words, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like... I, I'd, I'd, I'd mirror that is like you, you, to build like that's that is it's all about relationships and that is for me don't fall into the trap of being the modern day recruiter where you just rely solely on email contact like yeah. I've seen it I've seen some people actually be pretty good at it but like you're, you're limiting that's yourself the balance between yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that like if you want to be a really good recruiter um, you need to put yourself into more of like the thought leadership space longer term mm. um, like otherwise like you'll always just be kind of like an average recruiter Mm. that's a long phrase that mate <laughs> <laughs> a good one <laughs> lads it's been a pleasure cool thank you Cheers, thanks mate. for having us mate